This is America Matters Media at 93.7 FM, KPGF Sun Valley, and AM 1060, KFOY Sparks, Nevada. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg. The following is an America Matters Media production. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the station or its advertisers, although we think they should. But that's the opinion of America Matters Media. You know, there's a tribute uh, band, ABBA oh, style, at uh, the lake this weekend. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they're very good, actually. Very <laughs> oh, I, I always liked ABBA. I mean, show me a person that doesn't like ABBA. Right. And just <laughs> keep me away. <laughs> Brilliant stuff. Yeah, but the, the point is the, the reason why we opened. <laughs> oh, there was a reason why we played Yeah, them? we Oh, are. okay. <laughs> Dancing Queen is because of... Uh, that 36-year-old uh, president of Finland, the <laughs> Hadi Marin Marin. <laughs> yeah, heard who, about her. Yeah, she nightclubs and, and forgets to uh, answer uh, texts when she's out nightclubbing. But, you know, she was caught at a private party, and she was a shimmying and a shaking. I mean, oh, she's sexy. You oh, gotta who give her are that. those friends of hers that uh, yeah, published kept... that? <laughs> There was uh, certainly booze there, and that's that's not illegal. And she said she had a, a drug test because there were rumors that people were, uh, you know, doing what President Zelensky in Ukraine does. That all kind the time. of thing. Yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, the whole point is she could dance if she wants to, but Europe is da- fiddling and dancing away. It's, it's like uh, Nero, the legend of Nero, fiddling while Rome burned. Well,. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, the, well, parale- the parallel is, is yes, striking. Yes, because you know they're ruining their economy, and they don't—they're elites, and it's not going to touch them. But it's starting to hit the working people in, in Europe and and in America because we're part of it, although we're more isolated from it than Europe is. But we're going to be affected by it. Oh yeah, there's no doubt. Yeah. Biden has conceded there's going to be food shortages. It's the managed decline of the West. Yeah. We're changing people's lives. <laughs> but, you know, when you when you have a president of your country that you'd like to take out on a date and she has to go head to head with Vladimir Putin in Russia, well, bad things can happen. Could happen, yeah. yeah. Like the decision to apply for a NATO, like putting uh, restrictions on Russian tourism, which, 
you know, Russia's right on the border, and a lot of uh, small businesses right near the border depend on Russian tourism. Did you see that the garages are filled with luxury vehicles from Russia? Oh, yeah. Because they're not flying in. Yeah. They're leaving their vehicles there. <laughs> <laughs> so they're coming in. They're yeah. just no, not coming in by plane. Oh, gosh. But, uh, you know, she's turning Finland, you know, the land of uh, the Laplanders and the uh, Helsinki. And that as a, a, had had a good mix of normal individualism and, and a little bit of progressivism. She's turning it into another woke country like Jacinda Ahern. That's this another is about one. the future of the liberal world order, and we have to stand firm. <laughs> like New Zealand and yeah. Jacinda Ahern. Mm, you same know, thing, with, yeah. And uh, like uh, Canada with uh, sure, Justin with Castro Trudeau. Trudeau. Sure. <laughs> well, you know, they're poorly educated. They're socialists. Yes. And, you Globalists. know, heaven help, uh, you know, those that are coming of age because they won't know what hit them. Yeah. And, you know, she's 36. Her biological clock is ticking and ticking and ticking. But... Is that what it is? <laughs> so is the nuclear <laughs> countdown clock, baby doll. That's ticking closer to midnight, too. And oh, then... I think Putin will go easy on her. <laughs> <laughs> if she, if she uh, dresses up in, uh, you know, something sexy, maybe. If she's real nice, yeah. he'll go easy on her. <laughs> And what can you do for me, baby doll? <laughs> a few days later, she appeared and cried over the whole affair because she was being criticized. See, well, she it's... appeared to be crying, but I don't think she Yeah, you don't was. think so. Yeah. Ah. Well, it's all about me, 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 me with these people. And uh, there's another one. The Indi president of Indonesia named Joko Widoko. I'm sorry? Joko Widoko. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. He's a president. He defied uh, U.S. and EU uh, warnings, and he invited Putin and Xi to the G20 meeting in Bali on November 15th and 17th. That was now, nice. Yeah, Bali is wonderful. It's a nice I'm sure that all these people look forward I think to going there. think he'd want to go there, there yeah. yeah. Say what? <laughs> but now Putin and Xi are going to be there. They're going to spoil the whole party. Party poopers. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, the, uh, the president of the EU... Uh, gosh, I can't even think of her name now. I can't either because I never really put it in there. Yeah, well, she said I can she, picture her, but I can't. Yeah, I can't think of her name. She said that she's going to give Putin a piece of her mind. Well, yeah, <laughs> she can go ahead and try to do that. The reality is, it, it's the beginning of the end of the eurozone. Yeah, that's what you're looking at. Even Macron said the age of abundance is over, and it's only a matter of time before the various nation states uh, pull out. You know, Bre Brexit was not an isolated example. No, this this is a trend. It's been put off for a while, but it's we're going to see it pick up. Yeah, Putin is trying to put the uh, European Union and NATO. He's trying to take them off puberty blockers. Yeah, <laughs> so so they'll grow up to be a real country someday. <laughs> Trans girl is a girl. Uh -huh. <laughs> someday. Someday. Yeah. Someday they'll get they'll. Like Pinocchio, they'll turn into a real, a real uh, country. So, <laughs> and uh, you know, Biden says Biden recently said called for Putin's unconditional surrender. He did. Yeah, I didn't hear that one. Yeah, I heard. He called for his unconditional surrender. Yeah, he said, you know, we're in it till the end, oh and the end God. is Putin's unconditional surrender. They, they must have extinguish that from the narrative because I never heard that. But by the way, it's 69 days until the election. Uh -huh.
There's something, uh, some kind of sickness going around called Trump derangement syndrome. I've heard of it. <laughs> Hunter Biden, at that point, Hunter Biden literally could have had, had the corpses of children in his basement. I would not have cared. Now, that's not, that doesn't answer the people who say it's still completely unfair to not have looked at the laptop in a timely way and to have shut down the, you know, the New York Post's. Twitter account like that. That's a, just a conspiracy. That's a- yeah. So that was one uh, example of Trump derangement syndrome. The articulation is yeah. just extraordinary. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Jimmy Dore, it's uh, Sam Harris. You know, he's he's a distinguished intellectual or as Jimmy Dore says, one of those smarty pants that doesn't know quite as much as he thinks. Is he that does. what he is? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I put him in that category. <laughs> But he uh, how does he get a microphone? That's the part that blows my mind. <laughs> he was on this uh, British show, British Libertarians, called Trigonometry. Trigger Trigonometry, yeah. So uh, he he uh, said that, and, and basically he justified it by saying that Trump University, you know, where some people thought they claimed they were scammed, but a lot of people claimed that it was good. But anyway, you know, that was far worse than President Biden's corruption in the Ukraine or China or... Uh, or his claim to intellectual or academic prowess when he was yeah. going to college. Yeah, exactly. He finished at the bottom of his class. <laughs> exactly. And he claimed he was at the top of the class. Yeah, right. And he had two scholarships. That kind of thing. Yeah, that kind of thing. When yeah. he plagiarizes other people's words, that sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, the guy's a fraud from top to bottom. <laughs> I know. You know the you know the yeah, thing. Yeah, I do know the thing. <laughs> it's the American people who don't know the thing. So there was a, that was not the only example, but it, it wasn't. No, but it shows. <laughs> I mean, the guy is a neuroscientist, a philosopher. You know, his uh, mother is Jewish. His uh, father is a Quaker. Says he was brought up in a secular household. He's a known atheist. You know, one of the original we don't hold that against them. new atheists. No, I don't yeah. hold that against him. Yeah. But uh, he's uh, been accused of being more anti-Muslim than actually anti-religion, but he denies that. But anyway, he's uh, trying to say that, you know, keeping, destroying democracy in order to save in order to it. keep it, yeah. Yeah, because of Trump. Uh-huh, yep. Well, it makes beautiful sense. <laughs> I know. The clarity. The eloquence. <laughs> then we had uh, Michael Hayden, yeah, the oh, former yeah. head of the CIA, one of the fifty-one that lied about disinformation on laptop, yes. uh, Hunter's laptop. Exactly that one. Yeah. That one. And uh, how did these people end up in the hierarchy of the intelligence community? It's a big club. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> but uh, he he tweeted out several really strange things after the raid uh, on the, uh, can we say raid? Yeah. After the raid on yeah, Mar-a-Lago. We can say raid here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where he compared Trump to the Rosenbergs. 
You know, I know right. Donald Trump is saying that this is a raid, but that's a gross exaggeration. We have to be careful not to adopt the term raid. This was not a raid. It is not a raid. It's not a raid. Trump talks about a raid on his home. No, man, there was no raid on your home. <laughs> well, you know, it, from the looks of the Justice Department image that they published this morning of these classified documents, did you see that? Uh, I saw some of it, sure. I'm looking at a picture of it right now. It looks like a raid to me. Uh-huh. Papers are all scattered all over the floor. <laughs> well, they went through, um, you know, Melania's <laughs> panty drawer. That's where know, they found them, Looking probably. for the nuclear secrets. Sure. I know. <laughs> <laughs> These people are in damage control big time. Yes, they are. <laughs> they really are. I mean, it's everywhere they, they go. Not They don't have the New York Times to save them anymore. They, you know, we've seen this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> it ain't fun anymore. Yeah. Oh, man. Time's running out, and their desperation has been picking up. Hmm. The uh, Another example, uh, well, you know, we had... Uh, There's another example? Yeah, we had Brian Stelter's last Oh, that's show. right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the tissue? <laughs> oh, yeah, we got tissue right here. <laughs> Boy, his uh, half a dozen fans were hard for I'm telling you. <laughs> but he brought on Carl Bernstein. Did he? Yeah, he brought Carl Bernstein last show? on. To, to, and they both agreed that Trump was a serial liar and a criminal like Nixon. They agreed amongst themselves? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's hard to imagine them two, those two agreeing on anything, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, they, <laughs> they were both giving themselves merit badges because they, uh, CNN and Brian Stelter and Carl Bernstein, they're real journalists because they don't pretend to be neutral. They go after the facts. That's why he's gone. Yes. <laughs> they're cleaning up that network little by little, they think. Yeah. I don't think it's going to help much, but. So, you know, but, you know, here at Talking Truth to Power, we may be so bold to point out. Yeah, we may be. That, uh. We have a, a Gentile married to a Jewish woman, Brian Stelter, and bringing his children up Jewish, talking to the far-left secular Jewish person, Carl Bernstein, whose parents were both Communist Party USA activists in the 1940s. Mm-hmm. Are we allowed to say that? Yeah, I think so. Okay. So so was the former CIA head, John Brennan, who now is a pundit for the channel. Yes. He, so. he voted for the Cubbies, too. Gus Hall. Yes. So th- this is... Uh, that was the first year I voted Libertarian, by the way. 1976. Was, was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was voting Communist. <laughs> <laughs> the, the future CIA head was voting for Gus Hall, the Communist in America. <laughs> I voted for the Libertarian. <laughs> but then I got this show. Yeah. <laughs> So, I know. Then, uh, so, you know, what, what we're seeing is a marriage of Puritanism and Talmudic situational ethics, where people like Trump are, are, is obviously a criminal, but someone like Bill Clinton, who was actually convicted of a criminal offense. And by the way, had classified documents in his underwear drawer. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There wasn't I don't any, have anything. I, I don't have anything. I don't have anything. I, I, there wasn't any uh, raid on his residence. No, no. Or, or uh, where are the, where are the raids on all of Jeffrey Epstein's clients? 
You yeah, know, that's a good question. Yeah, that's too. another good question. Yeah, we got nothing but good questions around yeah, here. No. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we have another one that bit the dust. We do. Yeah, Dr. Fauci. He announced that he is resigning. Well, we predicted that would happen months ago here on the show. We we thought he might leave even sooner than he did, but Not scientifically possible. <laughs> <laughs> if there was ever someone that was worthy of being hung on a meat hook, can I yeah. say that? Yes. Can I say that? Uh huh. Yeah, it's him. He's a mass murderer. Let's face it. That's what he is. He's a mass murderer, and he's lied about it. He's lied about it. What we can all see. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And good riddance. Yes. Uh, before he, uh, he hasn't left yet, but recently he uh, he said that if he could do it over, the lockdowns would be even more extreme. Yes, he did say that. Yeah, just last week. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, recently studies uh, confirm that vitamin D significantly reduces the risk of death in COVID uh, patients. So... Why did Dr. Fauci never tell us this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all he talked about was masks and well, social maybe, distancing maybe and Brian... washing your hands 20 times a day. <laughs> Brian, see if you can get him on the phone. We'd like to ask him that question. <laughs> <laughs> and above all, get the jab and yeah. get the booster jab and, and get the double booster jab. And there's jab. a brand new one now. Yeah. They've just cleared a CDC clearance. Uh, just released a new uh, booster or some sort of a vaccine that elevates your protection uh -huh. from the newer forms that are coming out. To, thanks to Fauci. Thanks yep. to gain of function. Did any, we nobody, choose truth over facts. <laughs> Does anybody stop to consider that maybe the vaccines are the reason why the virus is replicating all this different variants coming out? <laughs> I know we do here. <laughs> And then I, I, you know, I, I'm sorry for my poor research, but that Chinese, uh, the woman, the CDC doctor, yep. she was always pushing lockdowns and masks, saying over and over that she had to do. Now she comes out and says, oh, she was wrong. Yeah. You know why? Her child has suffered. Oh. Say she, she has a child that is, she thinks is developmentally suffered and, you know, uh, because of wearing masks and 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 watch and going to school at home. Well, you know, there's a word for that. I'm trying to think of the word. It'll come to me. It's karma. <laughs> I hope it affects every single one of those creatures yes. up there. We're changing people's lives. <laughs> I don't know. You know, not nothing to do with Trump, but uh, you know, Alec Baldwin. Yeah. The FBI confirmed that uh, he did pull the trigger. Yeah. <laughs> Does Alec Baldwin know this? Yeah. Well, he he didn't. He said he's in denial. When killing Halnia Hutchins took years off my life. No, nope. <laughs> I, I did see that quote. <laughs> Not as many as you took off her life. Yeah. <laughs> but you know these these people, they're always the victim. But you know the question is, what was live ammo doing on that set? No one's had an answer about that. No, we haven't heard what anything yet. What on earth was Live Ammo even doing there? Yeah. By the way, the name you were searching for earlier, yeah. Ursula Van... Ursula Van der Leyen.
and uh, we might as well. Uh, we we need to talk. We, we do. Might as well. Yeah, about uh, the assassination of Daria Dugani. Okay. That's uh, thirty year old. Uh, just uh, got her PhD in philosophy. Uh, and a daughter of the Russian philosopher Alexander Dugin. She was murdered by a car bomb, a terrorist act just outside Moscow. Uh, the Russian KSB says that it was a remote control bomb, so the assassin must have known who, who was in the car. Yeah. It's the Russian playbook. This is right out of the Russian playbook. <laughs> yeah. So, and Dugin is being misrepresented in the in the media as most Russians are. He's an esteemed writer and philosopher, but he's not Putin's brain. He's not? No. Putin, not, are, they, are they close? There's there's no evidence that they were ever in the same room together. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you can sure trust that propaganda media, yeah. can't you? <laughs> now, you know, he, he's got a philosophy that is fairly, uh, you know, popular in Russia about the Russian world and uh, his political philosophy uh, I'm interested in, but it, he believes that both liberalism, fascism, and communism are, are played out, and there's, there needs to be a fourth uh, political uh, philosophy, but uh, I'm not sure of all the details on it. But and he also believed that Eurasia could be the center of the world, you know, just like Zbigniew Brzezinski, only from the Russian point of view. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> and then after the Maidan of 2013, 14, especially the burning of the 40 uh, Russian ethnic Russians in Odessa in May of that year, he has become even more hawkish than Putin. And he speaks out and says Putin should be doing more. But uh, I think I know where you're going here. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> there's no official connection. I mean, 80 percent of Russia probably thinks Putin should be doing a little bit more. <laughs> so, so you're saying it, it, it originated in the war room in the Ukraine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what they believe. Now they have this. Uh, they believe it was a woman, and she had a male accomplice, and uh, named Natalia Vavk. And uh, she arrived with her daughter Sojia in a Mini Cooper, and they have a lot of pictures of that. They have pictures of her nice car <laughs> accomplice picking up uh, false license plates because they switched their license plates several times. And she went to, in the course of the crime. You mean they switched? Yeah, to... they went from Ukrainian plates to Kazakhstan plates to uh, mm -hmm. Estonian plates for the getaway. Mm -hmm. I guess that's what you would do if you were committing a crime like that. Yeah, you? yeah, I guess you would. And uh, they have her up close, ringing the doorbell. Pictures of her ringing the doorbell on her apartment and stuff. But uh, she and her brother are both associated with the Azov Battalion. Oh my gosh. What a coincidence. And I posted a video of Daria Dugan in Avastal. Remember the uh, catacombs underneath the uh, Mariupol where the Azov hid? hid? Mm -hmm. And she picked up one of their symbols and she was talking about them being ultra-nationalists and so on. And Nazi. I think she said the word Nazis. So um, <laughs> it's interesting because Dugan wrote a, an article just a week or two before the uh, the, the murder and uh, he says that uh, he, about you about the united states actually not about russia and he said half of the united states people are advocates of what he called libertarian pragmatism if it works it's good if it's not 
it just doesn't. You just discard it. Wait, you, let me think about that for a second. If it works, it works, and if it doesn't, you discard it. it. You know. Don't we always do that? Or? Well, that's our basic philosophy in America. We're not. <laughs> what he's trying to say, I think, is that we're not ideologues, at least until recently. So it's a pragmatism. That he's right. Exactly. About. Okay. Your lime dog face pony shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> You know, everybody in the U.S. can see themselves as whatever they want. If it works, keep it. If it doesn't, you know, okay, we already talked about Try that. something different. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he called that the key to America's success, which is completely misunderstood by Europeans. And they are the traditional American values based on individualism and personal freedom. But then he gets into the new substantially Jewish American elite. Uh-oh. Shut up and take my money. <laughs> Predominantly <laughs> European. Here we go. Many from Russia. And it, it, we covered this on our show, that it, the diaspora that came over at the end of the 19th century, beginning of the 20th century, is really the most uh, volatile and, and the most that set the tone for all this. Uh, the elite speaks with one voice and dissent is not tolerated. And then, uh, so they took advantage of America's opportunities, but because of their intelligence, ethnic networking, and centuries-long experience as merchants and financiers, they have used it to their advantage. In other words, capitalism has been good for the Jews. Well, uh, we knew this. Yeah, we knew this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Shut up and take my money. But it's interesting that uh, he, you know, and then he says anybody that doesn't believe with them now is a Nazi. So instead oh, of American pragmatism, we I have see. this, yeah. oh, you know, right. you're either with us or you're against us. <laughs> yeah. Or as the British MI5 used to say, is he one of us? <laughs> so he compared the American elites with the Bolsheviks. And their attitudes to authoritarian control. Well, he, he's he's partly right, actually. Yeah, yeah. he he called. Uh, he said they're often Trotskyists mm -hmm. and bring the philosophy of Marxism, which is a belief in linear progress. Everything's always going to get better as long as you believe in the Marxist tenets. Mm -hmm. Right. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so the old that was Reagan, by the way. The old, Telling you yeah. to shut up. <laughs> the old liberalism uh, was no one can impose anything on me. The new liberalism is a culture of abolition, shaming, total elimination of old habits, sex changes, equal rights for women, and social justice as a necessity, not just a possibility. A freaks. trans girl is a girl. Just <laughs> <This> freaks. <laughs> Well, we're going to get in that in the last segment. Are we? Yeah, we're oh, going to get Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> the old liberalism was do what you want as long as it works. The new one is you have no right not to be a liberal. Not to be a liberal, yeah. If you're not a progressive, you're a Nazi and you must be destroyed. Nope. I just feel shamed all the time. Yeah. <laughs> well, a lot of, let's face it, a lot of white people are being conditioned and, and to, others, to you know, black this. people as well. but. Yeah. Right-thinking people are being shamed into thinking that they're wrong yeah. all the time. Yeah. So, Alexander Dugan, somebody to uh, we're extremely sad about his loss, but he's somebody maybe we should pay a little more attention to. And uh, as we're talking about the Ukraine, you know, uh, 
Zelensky failed to raise his uh, one million army of the dead. Yeah, he did. Yeah. But he did go. Even to... Kissinger was talking about that possibility. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. But he went all the way to the Carpathian Mountains and found uh, 30,000 dwarfs and took them from their goldfield cave fortress and brought them in a counterattack in Kursov. Is that what he did? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but being dwarfs, it didn't work out. It didn't too work well. out that no. well. Are we the party? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they captured a couple of towns. The Ukrainians did. This is their big counteroffensive. They've recaptured. They recaptured. One, yeah. one town consisted of one street. Hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, see, that's that PR uh, that he's got going for him over there. <laughs> <laughs> and that's... then they were easily repulsed. The Russian Department of Defense, uh, the Ministry of Defense, claims uh, they took 1,200 casualties. And, uh, you know, about thousands, hundreds or maybe a thousand armored vehicles shot down two ground support airplanes, SU-25s, that didn't go that very well. Didn't at all, no. (laughs) So, you know, invading armies normally, if you're going to invade a country, the common wisdom is you should go in with a superiority of three to one. Russia went into Ukraine with a three to one against them, figuring that yeah. the Ukrainians could claim at the beginning they had 600,000 men and Russians came in with 200,000. It's the Russian playbook. This is right out of the Russian playbook. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, if, if you're on YouTube, you can still tune in. Gonzalo Lira is still streaming from Kharkov. Good for him. So, uh, the Russians are not targeting civilian infrastructure unless they're being used as to hide soldiers. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. is human shields. The uh, Amnesty International and then Politico confirmed it, and we're hearing more and more people starting to admit that the Ukraine's, Ukrainian army is not really as, you know, Nice and sweet and wholesome as people said they were. They're not. Who let the dogs out? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So they're they're having a few very minor different, you know, victories, and uh, they're doing some sabotage in the Crimea, but none of this is going to stop the Russian advance. And uh, if you if you tune into any of the YouTube uh, mapping, there's several of them now. Uh, that mapped the daily progress in the war, you can see that uh, the Russians are advancing and there's nothing that the Ukrainian army can really do. But the United States and Great Britain and the European Union, they won't allow Zelensky to negotiate for peace. Mean old European Union.
Moore. I'm your host, Brendan Trayton. My co-host, Leland Bakery. Don't forget following our show. Eddie comes in with his American Matters. Oh, yeah. So it's going to be a good show. So stay with this channel. You know, Lee, it's time to face facts. It is? Yeah. Compared to conservatives, leftists just aren't very good looking. They're not. Say what? At least when you control for socioeconomic status. Does Rachel Levine know this? Evolutionary psychologists pub have published studies recently claiming conservatives really are more handsome and beautiful, beautiful than liberals, especially woke liberals. I always knew that. Now, rightists are objectively better looking in terms of facial symmetry and other traits regarded as attractive. Nope. Than leftists. <laughs> and that's something we Apparently all kind of, like you said, we all kind of knew it. Right, right. We didn't know it was scientifically proven. <laughs> scientifically possible. <laughs> people consistently rate attractive people as conservatives and less attractive men as liberals. And this is from a study in Politics and the Life Sciences in 2017. Does Gavin Newsom know this? <laughs> uh, white pe uh, controlling for socioeconomic status, white people are rated more attractive in an American sample and more likely to be conservative or Republican. The now, less, who did that sample? Or who did this? Uh, politics and the Life Scientists. Oh, well, they're, Shut very, up. they're very good. They know, they know what they're doing. <laughs> Uh, I, you know, I, there are more sites, but then, you know, there's more points. We only have 10 minutes. Oh, there's okay. a lot to cover. Here, All right. You know? I'll just be right here if you need me. Yeah. <laughs> Politicians on the right just look more beautiful. Another study published the same year looked at rightist and leftist politicians in the United States, uh -huh. the United Kingdom and Australia, and found that politicians on the right look more beautiful. This has come from an article called The Right Look. Conservative politicians look better and voters reward it. Hmm. And uh, by Nicholas Bergson. And that's in the Journal of Public Economics, February 2017. Not only that, if you think you are better looking, you are probably going to be more conservative. <laughs> Inconceivable. <laughs> and, pointing at me. Yeah. <laughs> and support inequality. <laughs> If you think you're ugly, you support equity. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Uh, a so, trans girl is a girl. You can kind of see that yeah. in the narrative. Yeah. yeah. You think about it. Right. We're, we're very provocative here on Talking Truth. And this is from none, none, none less than Stanford University. Oh, my God. Just right there. Priming people to think that they were more attractive increased their support for inequality. Whereas priming people to think they were physically unattractive increased their support for equality or not, now they call it equity. Nope. <laughs> uh, Mira, it's an article called Mira Mira on the Wall, Who's the Fairest of Them All? Thinking that one is attractive increases the tendency to support inequality by Peter Bellamy and Margaret Neal in the organizational behavior and human decision processes journal july 2014 so if you hypnotize a person into believing they're ugly then they become more liberal but wow. if you hypnotize a person into believing they're good looking they become more conservative wow who knew yeah, huh? yeah. 
All right, here's another one. We've got a long we way to go. One? Feeling good about ourselves. Yeah. Conservatives. Where's are that more, mirror? <laughs> conservatives are more muscular. Uh, I knew that. You know, the meme for conservatives. If you, if you're into memes, the meme for conservative is a Chad. You ever see the Chad meme? <laughs> <laughs> well, a liberal is the virgin. The Not virgin for a meme. while, but yes, I have seen that. <laughs> uh, but conservatives aren't just better looking. Another study from 2017, this time in evolution and human behavior, that conservative men not only have more attractive and manly faces uh -huh. uh, than leftist men, but are also mo have more muscular bodies. Hmm. This is in the social political egalitarianism related to bodily and facial formidability in men. And that was, uh, anyway. Is this about sound mind and body? Basically, is yeah, what basically, we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Conservatives are also taller than leftist men. And that also shows up in elections in the British <laughs> Journal of Political Science. Oh, hell no. <laughs> a one inch increase in height increases. Uh, their su voter support by at least 1%. Hmm. Height, income, and voting is the name of that study. Well, I wear cowboy boots with a good size heel on it. So maybe now, that, that counts for it, right? <laughs> you know what? It, it is more. People with better mental health tend to be conservatives. Oh, see, now I believe that. Uh, yes. That's an easy one. <laughs> yeah. Then, Has uh, the planet gone mad? <laughs> Now, the question was, was it because they people, if you do conservative things like go to church or uh, have talk become shows. involved in civic life yeah. or run for office? Yeah. Run. <laughs> <laughs> that in itself does not make you more mentally healthy. Rather, people who already have good mental health are more likely to be conservative. So, so it's a basis. Yeah, I implying see. that the mechanism is strongly genetic. Now, that's getting serious. That's, that is, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, the lefts are all into the tabula rasa. If you're non-binary, you know, you're like an empty slate. You can just decide yeah. one minute to the next. Yeah, what you're you have no be. compass. Right. <laughs> but if you're based, I see. then, you know, right. you have better mental health and you tend to be more conservative. And then here's another one. Conservatism is actually the evolutionary norm. This was published in Personality and Social Psychology that our, um, we become more conservative. We can act. In, okay. Uh, so the, the, the basic process, process that they're getting to, the basic theory behind this is that Evolution is all about survival of the fittest, right? Uh-huh. And, and uh, natural selection. Sure. Up until the Industrial Revolution, you know, most families, especially in the lower classes, 50% of their children were going to die before they reached adulthood, right? Mm -hmm. So only the strongest survived. Mm -hmm. But then with the Industrial Revolution, we gradually made it more and more possible. For easier more, to survive. Yeah, easier to survive. Now it's only like 1%. Mm -hmm. Uh, people die before they become adults. So we defeated survival of the fittest with our own brains using our technology. <laughs> but in so doing, we allowed a lot of evolutionary mutants to survive and reproduce. Yeah, that's probably true too. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't have anything. I, I don't have anything. I don't have anything. I, I... <laughs> so, the uh... so is there a way we can kind of comport that to a way to a point where we can control it, and that way we so. Uh... There's a certain mutation of the mind oh, here we go. that tends towards leftism. <laughs> <laughs> and that seems to be mediated by mental illness, which strongly predicts leftism because it involves negative feelings, constant negative feelings like jealousy and paranoia. I am very willing to let the American public judge my physical and mental, my physical as well as my mental fitness. <laughs> So leftists desire power because they hate the powerful. They cope with their mental illness by telling themselves they are morally superior, even though physically unequal. So leftists desire power over everyone else and deeply hate those that, that they see as powerful. Or maybe they, they're depressed a lot, and that would make them unhappy. But they cope with this by telling themselves that they're morally superior to everyone else, and that turns them into narcissistic woke campaigner, co campaigners. Oh, campaigners, yeah. Now, the author puts a, a, a picture of Ivanka Trump, a close-up, facial close-up, next to Chelsea Clinton. Did you really? ever see Clinton, Chelsea Clinton up close? Well, yeah. Inconceivable! <laughs> she looks an awful lot like Webb Hubble. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So one of, I don't one, see Bill Clinton in her at all. Oh, no. So one of these uh, scientists called it bioenergetic resources. That, in other words, leftists being born weaker but being able to survive due to our brains and technology, they cannot. They use up so much psychic energy in survival that they have none left over to construct a miracle good-looking face scientifically possible better muscle tone uh -huh. or reach their height potential wow that's <laughs> that's profound stuff yeah <laughs> <laughs> so they have a high mutational load <laughs> sounds like a virus load you know yeah. covid <laughs> A, bi uh, a biological anomaly. Yeah. So, like, again, like, they have to use more resources to fight off disease because of weak immunity. They cannot produce uh, symmetry in their own bodies. All right. I think we, yeah, I think I just copied that down. So there you have it. Woke people, science shows, are as ugly as we thought they were. Yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't just us. Yeah. It's scientifically proven. <laughs> We always kind of knew that. <laughs> well, there's once again, don't forget Eddie Floyd's American Mountain. Let people know it can be reversed before it becomes type 2 diabetes. Professional basketball.